What's up, Trey? Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Uh, I just want to say, for, you know, as you all know, if you watch us regularly, comments fly by on the right. The first comment I saw pop up was from Derek Dukes, who says, why does Texas suck so much? I love how he just, like, he just coming out the gate with, hey, y'all, start with this. What the fuck is wrong with Texas? Hey, anyway, yeah, come on, yeah, buddy. Yeah, Mark's got some <laughs> thoughts on that, I'm sure. Thank you all for joining us. Today's Tuesday, March 2nd, 2021. I'm Trey Crowder, and that's Mark Agee. What's up, Mark? What's up, Trey? Uh, I'm glad you brought up Texas. I know that they uh, they, they jumped the gun on uh, <laughs> getting rid of all the mask mandates and anything, any sort of attendance capacities. But I'm feeling pretty good. Been a lot of good COVID dude the last couple of days, man. Uh, I Hopefully, uh, not too many Texans will be the last handful of people to die of it, but... Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, yeah. Biden has said it'll be available to all of us in early May, which is way better than I expected. So that's great. I want to know, because we're both from rural, the rural South, uh, without naming any names, I'm aware of some people around the rural South who are able to get the vaccine right now because uh-huh. in these counties, they have surplus because A, it's very small and rural, but B, Plenty of people are like, no, fuck that. I ain't taking it. So I know some people uh-huh. that are like going back home to to get vaccinated or whatnot. But, you know, it's a two time it's a two time vaccination deal. You got to get the first one. You got to wait a month. You got to come back and get the second one. So I'm wondering, Mark, you're from rural Virginia. Like. How do you weigh that out? Are you willing? <laughs> are you willing to go back to your hometown for a month to get this vaccine? Yeah. Do you are you against that in general? How do you like how are you going to handle the uh, rural COVID vaccine situation? Well, I'm not sure. My family's in Virginia, so I'm not sure. Like my, my, my mom and my sisters have gotten, but they work in schools of Virginia, Virginia prioritized teachers and people that work in schools. So uh, as for me, both yes and no, I got nothing. I mean, I got nothing keeping me here except for working over the Internet. And the problem with that is my mom has satellite Internet, so she can't check the can't check her email when it rains. So that would really put a cramp in my yeah. style. <laughs> uh, but you, uh, I assume, would not would rather uh, die of COVID than to fly with two kids across town to Salina for a month. Well, if we have to stay there for the entire month, yes, I'll take my chances. Yeah. Like if we mm-hmm. if we had to take my wife and children to Clay County or Wayne County, Tennessee, where my wife's from, and we all had to be there for an entire month while we get this vaccine hookup that some rural Americans are getting. Yeah, no, I'll just wait. I'll just wait and go to Dodger Stadium in June or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. That's fine with me. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, it's not, it's not worth the handoff. I mean, we're so used to being at home now. What the, what's the, what's three months? I remember right. the first two weeks of this almost drove me insane. Now I'm like, yeah, what's another three months of it? Uh, right. <laughs> but uh, it is like weird that rural areas have so much excess dosage because like they thought it'd be the last place to get it. Like that's where the Johnson Johnson vaccine will go because they don't have the like the fancy dip and dots coolers you need to keep the to keep the good ones in. Yeah. But um, uh, not the good. They're all good. You know what I'm saying? The Moderna, the Moderna, the, it's like A yeah. plus versus A. They're all good. Get get whatever one you can get. But uh, uh, I saw some polling today that like everybody's worried about uh, 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 black people refusing to get it for a fairly obvious historical reasons for anybody that can Google it. But uh, um, uh, R- Ruby but Laguna over here, Ruby Laguna in the comments says, I get it. Death greater than Florida. So I hear y'all. <laughs> I guess Ruby uh, would have to go back to Florida. But also, this is kind of a PSA for any of uh, any uh, like expat rural Americans out there that are listening. If y'all haven't thought about it, 
if you're from a really small town, you you might be able to yeah. go home and get vaccinated right now As, if you want to. It seems like it's a bit of a, a bit of a trend. Yeah, what I was in the middle of saying was that like sorry, the, the poll, I'm the, sorry, that's Mark. okay. The polling data <laughs> says that the number one the number one group of people refusing to get it are white male Republicans. So that's why there's a bunch of extra doses in uh, in East Tennessee. <laughs> right. if, you want to get, if you want to move there, you can get a vaccine from a, from a, from a, so from a dude funny. named Daryl. <laughs> I'm sorry, I got clean slated by Ruby's Florida Florida uh, comment over here, and I, I just chimed in. You're like, you're like, no, yes, thank you, Trey. That's yeah. Literally exactly what I was stop, in the middle of stop saying. Stop looking at the comments. But... That's Matt's job. Stop looking at the comments. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Speaking of Matt, he's here with us as always. Producer Matt holding it down. This is evening or this is weekly. Weekly skews. Weekly yeah. skews. That's right. Tonight, see pack it up, everybody. Uh, that's right. American conservatives held a conference in the state of Florida over the weekend, and weirdly. It was stupid. All the dumbest and most inflammatory moments from CPAC on tonight's episode and more. But first, as always, before we get to that dumb shit, we must begin with the daily dumbass, Mac. Tonight's DD, anybody who believed that Donald Trump might be struggling with his recent Twitter ban. Au contraire, mon chéri. I try France. You're welcome for that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Donald Trump is, in fact, thriving without Twitter. And if you don't believe it coming from me, take it straight from the fat, dumb, orange horse's mouth right here in this clip. Matt, that's just our logo. I don't know what. There we go. There we go. Can't hear it, Matt. Actually, go since, back. Um, it's a, you've been, we go. You've been good, stopped from using Twitter. You're actually happier to be off Twitter. And I'm just wondering whether you know the impact of your speech today not being on Twitter, there's a sort of Trump 2.0 where there's kind of less is more strategy that actually might be oh, yeah. something you want to see. Well, it could be. I mean, I have much more time. I can now speak to you a little bit, and I can do things that, frankly, when you're tweeting – uh, it does take up time, and you want to make it perfect because if you make a spelling mistake or you put a comma in the wrong location, they go wild. He doesn't know this, or he doesn't. So you know, you want to make it good. You want to make it. But I will tell you, I do have much more time. Uh, I my poll numbers are high. You know, I think they're the highest they've okay. ever been. It's very interesting. I had when I was tweeting, and you, I know you about tweeting too, but I'm telling you, it's sort of very cool. I had a lot of people saying, I, I love him. We love our president, but I wish you wouldn't tweet. It's true. <laughs> well, they are. Now, they, is, they, now is they've a, got is a double edged sword. <laughs> well, right? now they've, exactly, they've got that. Thank you, Mr. President. I'm sorry, we're out of time. So, <laughs> all right. First of all, I love how he's like, I love how Trump is like, yes. Now that I no longer have to worry about tweeting, I have more time on my hands to do these other had plenty of time things. when he was the president of the fucking I, United right. States. Yes, 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 exactly. That's what I was in the middle of saying, Mark. We got Sorry. <laughs> we're doing we're doing a thing, y'all. We're we're cutting each other <laughs> off in the middle of our points. Uh, now, I, but yes, the him being like. Now that I'm not tweeting, I have more time to do important things that need to be done. For example, talking to you on Fox News, like the subtext of that is him admitting that he wasn't doing any presidenting because he spent all his time tweeting. You know what I mean? It's like, it's kind of nice having this free time from tweeting. I don't have to spend all my time on the toilet insulting people on Twitter as opposed to, you know, 
running the country or whatever the hell was supposed to be going on for the past four years. Uh, but yeah, also, uh, how do you feel I, about this? And do you believe this also? I mean, no, I don't believe it because like the, the tone of voice at the beginning of that, it's kind of like you run into somebody who, you know, a buddy who's getting, getting divorced. And the first thing he gets, he's like, I mean, he must have so much time. Like, I mean, yeah, I took a uh, wood carving and a uh, yoga. The voice gets higher. You know, it's like, yeah, I'm getting into yoga. <laughs> yeah, you know, we're doing good. We're doing yeah, good. She took we're the kids. Fine. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. trying some things out. It's fine. We're going to be fine. Yeah, some, some me time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's doing great. I mean, it's good to hear from him. Honestly, he's sort of like I missed having him as an ever presence in, in my life, just always like looming over my head, like a fucking uh, like that, like the Teletubbies moon, just that baby face <laughs> suffering right there. Honestly, it was also kind of wild to me that in the middle of this, that he admitted that he was like, "There's plenty of people who you know said, ah, oh, we love the president, we love our president,' talking about himself." but we wish he wouldn't tweet so much. Like I'm kind of surprised to hear that come from him, frankly, to hear him say that publicly that he acknowledged, you know, the opinion of people who thought it'd be a lot better if you just stopped doing this. Like that's weird to me. That was the consensus among every congressional Republican for the entire four years of his. Uh, of <laughs> yeah, him being I, I know. I mean, I know that, but it's no. But still... I'm saying he—he's—he's he's not. He's, it's not the first time he's become aware of this opinion. He right, could have not tweeted yes. the whole fucking time. But like, it's right. like, but it's also funny to me that he's like, you know what? People like me more when I'm not around. It's just like it just he just said it out <laughs> yeah, loud, right? Yeah, people like me more when I say fewer things. You know, mm-hmm. which I can relate to that hell. Who among us can't? Yeah. Um, all right. So wife's honorable... opinion on me. Some dumbass honorable mentions for y'all. First up, I would like to apologize for this next one in advance of doing it. Uh, We've all had a rough year this past year. And just when you thought the universe couldn't hate you any more than it already does. Here's Tucker Carlson talking about sperm. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, this is great. I mean, it's horrible, but. Took last year hearing about a health crisis, a pandemic, but there are a lot of health crises. This may be the biggest one. Falling testosterone levels, which have completely reshaped our society, and falling sperm counts, which may make it impossible to continue the human race. Why is this happening? <laughs> Probably because of chemicals in our environment. According to one scientist, sperm counts in the Western world have dropped 59% between 1973 and 2011. So, At this pace, sperm counts will reach zero by I know 2045. For talking over no clip. one talks about this. Everybody should so be. We'll beginning time with Dr. Mark Siegel, a Fox <laughs> medical You might think this is environmental in success. nature. Doctor, you can cut so us much. out, Matt. I think this is the good Why part. Why is this not the biggest yeah. story there is? Wait, 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 wait. Tucker, this is a very big story. And this scientist, this Dr. Other Shana older, Swan, has been following this for a long it. time. And she put out a big paper in 2017. And she blames something called Everywhere Chemicals. Bisphenol A, phthalates, right. these so are talking found about everywhere, and plastics like, oh, it's all like around. Environmental and they concern, believe, possibly, she believes right? that they've contributed no, to falling sperm counts. And there's a lot of evidence to support her. But I'm actually more Here concerned come. about something right now, Tucker, that no also involves falling sperm counts. And that's lockdown libido. Lockdown go. libido occurs when everybody is shut down for too long. You know what they do? They gain weight. They get obese. You know what obesity does? Drives down testosterone and sperm counts. You drink more, drink more alcohol. You know what alcohol does? It makes estrogen out of testosterone. Your sperm counts drop. Smoking cigarettes, which everyone is doing more and more, 
Smoking cigarettes drives no, down not. sperm counts. Vaping, and probably the biggest <laughs> culprit of all, according to reproductive specialists I spoke to tonight, smoking marijuana drives mm. down sperm count. So you're at home. You're not even looking at your, your loved one because your despair, depression has replaced romance. There's going to be no baby bump coming out of this pandemic. Nope. So tonight I do, I do have a message for Shauna Swan. She says, Dr. Swan, who, again, is a very prominent researcher, epidemiologist at Mount Sinai, she says my grandfather had three times the amount of a sperm count than I did. Uh, than I did. And I say, <laughs> more power to my grandfather. Yeah, she says, get it, hunters Papa. and gatherers from the distant past had sperm counts through the cave ceiling. And I say, she's probably <laughs> okay, right about that. But right, I have a message for Shauna so tonight. That's enough. <laughs> Didn't we spend the entire 60s and 70s with them worried about that weed made hippies have too much sex? That yeah, was the whole well, thing. Right. Was Shouldn't they be happy that all the loser stoners out there can't reproduce? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like the subtext of this is like, if you're a good guy fearing American who's not drinking and smoking weed and doing all the devil's work, then you'll be fine and you can keep having babies. But all these degenerates out here, not going to be able to reproduce anymore, which I feel like anyone who has spent any time in the degenerate community knows is the opposite of true. Uh, me, me and my degenerate pairs, we reproduce at an insane level. Uh, that's how we do. We're like rabbits, but yeah, uh, this, I felt well, like watching this clip. I felt like it, it started out stupid and crazy and then you think, oh, okay, that's the silly part. It can't get more silly. And then it got more silly. And then that happened again like three more times by the end of it. He literally talked about a caveman coming through the roof <laughs> of the cave <laughs> at the end of the thing. He's like, you know, our, our great, 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 great papaws, they used to shoot come all the way through the cave roof, y'all. We can't do that no more. What's happened? <laughs> Well, uh, let me let me to well, there's two layers to this. The first part when I first started listening to it was like, oh, if you're really concerned about people not going being, being able to go to the doctor about their collapsing sperm counts and you're worried about environmental toxins, there is a political movement you can join, Tucker. It's just not the one you're a part of. Uh, but secondly, there's not to rain on your, the, the fun parade here, but there's a, there's an evil subtext of racism here. Um, it's not birth rate that's declining; it's white birth rate that's declining. Uh, this is part of the whole white genocide myth is the word like right. St Steve King said it out loud a few years ago that you can't re you can't replace uh, can't replace uh, uh, our culture with their babies or some shit. That's how he put it. But they, they, that's what they're worried about is. Yes. Uh, yeah. Because like, well, that well, that that's kind of yeah. what happened in this clip. Right. <laughs> like uh, like I'm saying when it first starts and Carlson saying something about, oh, it's uh it's chemicals. It's chemicals in the water. And it almost sounds like it's going to be some kind of like environmentalist spiel they're about to go on. Mm -hmm. But of course, right after that, it takes a hard right turn into, no, it's because the liberals have locked us all down and we don't want to fuck anymore. And also all the drugs and fun they're having and all that stuff. That's what's ruining America. Like the, <laughs> the nosedive it took into conservative ass hattery is what made, which of course it's Tucker Carlson show. Of course, that's what happened, but it's still, mm -hmm. it's funny. The execution I appreciated. Yeah. Yeah. I mean like they, they, all this stuff has a horrific subtext. He'd be digging in. He took a Carlson sort of piece but also like it our sperm, sperm rates are going down because we all wear boxer briefs 
but here's the thing: it only takes one. And what they're really mad out is that now that they now that mad about it, now that they finally make abortions illegal, pretty much that accidental pregnancies are all but eliminated by nature. So here we go. <laughs> yeah. All right. So moving on, honorable mention next up, Mark, please handle this one. Uh, the Supreme court. All right. So we'll just be straightforward here. The dumbass here is this, uh, uh, Republican lawyer, uh, in front of the Supreme court today who just said the quiet part real loud because Amy Coney Barrett asked him a question he wasn't prepared for about standing. And I'll explain, I'll explain what happens after they, we play the clip. <laughs> okay. right, we don't have it so okay. all right yep. <laughs> i'm interested in knowing why the rnc is in the case so you know the that's dnc a, that's standing and the district court said that it had standing to challenge the out of precinct policy because the policy placed a greater imperative on democratic organizations to educate their voters and because the policy harmed its members who would have voted out of precinct What's the interest of the Arizona RNC here in keeping, say, the out-of-precinct uh, um, voter dis- ballot disqualification rules on the books? Because it puts us at a competitive disadvantage. There you go. Democrats. Politics is a zero-sum game. All right. Okay. So, so uh, Mark, I want to, like, I, part of me kind of respects this, actually. Like, in a super shitty and fuck them way, but I'm saying just the ownership of like, yeah, that's what we're doing. We're like, no. if we okay. don't do this, we cannot win, you know, and just coming out right and saying it, like I almost respect that. <laughs> Can I say something? This is what makes him an idiot as a lawyer. Maybe he's being an idiot because he knows he's going to win anyway because he has six, three majority, but the constitution does not protect the rights of the Republican party to win elections. That is not right. fucking in there. The founding fathers not envisioned political parties. The DNC has standing because they. What, what happened was Arizona passed a law to um, make it so if you there, there's currently a law in the books that says if you accidentally vote the wrong precinct, they'll just put your vote the right precinct because they draw, they draw the districts so fucked up. People just they go to the precinct closest to their house and sometimes sometimes it's the wrong one. They right. still they took a fair to win Do vote. that by the way. What regular yeah. everyday American person wouldn't just go? to the polling place or location closest to you. Of course you're going to do that. But yes, but if that happens to be not your official one, then your vote yeah. don't count in Arizona. So so the DNC won their argument uh, based on standing because they sued on behalf of voters. They said this is fucked up to voters because it's not the voters' fault. The districts are drawn stupid. And the state has an interest in helping people vote to make it easy as, as easy as possible. Republicans are trying to change the law and they butted in this lawsuit. And Andy Cody Barrett asked straightforward to question Whose rights are you protecting here? Because there's no actual person you're saying is being harmed by this policy. And I say, well, it's us because it'll make it harder for us to win. But there's, that's not a right you have. Right. There's no right yes. to win elections in the Constitution. The right to victory. Yes. yes. Well, and we'll, and we'll, you know, we'll circle back to this later in talking about CPAC and Trump and everything he had to say and how they're just openly right. They're saying the quiet part out loud is that's like their that's their version of the secret going forward it seems mm-hmm. like you know what i mean like just just put it out there just say it like they're doing whatever they can to just to win because mm-hmm. that's all that matters but they have no shame about the tactics that they employed to do so but before we get to all that our la- i think last honorable mention for yeah. daily dumbass um 
Donald Trump for hurting Alex Jones's feelings. This is sad. I feel so bad for Alex Jones here, Matt. You could you could play it whenever. Poor guy. Poor Alex Jones. Poor lunatic Alex Jones. Matt, you can play it whenever you got. <laughs> this is also keep in mind this is from 2019. Whenever we get this go, January well, they filmed it. 2000. They they filmed it in 2019, but yeah, like right. It, uh, yes. it just came out today. Yeah. Yes. I'm Can't so sick that, of fucking Donald Trump, man. Oh, here we go. We got. I'm fucking sick of him. <laughs> and I'm not doing this because it's like I'm kissing his fucking ass. You know, it's just like I'm sick of it. Do it in a minute. Yes, there's a so, lot. Yeah, there's there's, there's a, a lot. There's a lot in that clip. He said he said I'm so sick of Donald Trump like 400 times and almost got on the verge of crying. There's about a longer clip was. too where he's like where he's like look you know I just he like kind of waffles back and forth between saying it and he's finally like look I'll just say it I wish I never met Donald Trump you know mm-hmm. like uh it f- fucked me over and then he takes credit for being part of like multiple paradigm shifts in american politics but then he uh, says he regrets being a prime mover in the last paradigm shift which was getting donald trump elected but you got alex he also Jones he also says uh about regretting you know supporting your cause not a good look he also says he wishes he uh you never met Roger Stone too, which is really funny in this context because he's currently under investigation with the FBI for whatever him and Roger Jones are doing leading up to January 6th. So he probably does really regret it a year later after that, after he recorded that. Uh, uh, anyway, so Alex Jones is off the bandwagon and a quick uh, update on the insurrection. Uh, FBI director yes. testified in front of Congress today, um, uh, basically saying it's not my fault. Somebody else did it. <laughs> somebody else screwed up. Uh, and said they got 2,000 investigations in the white nationalist groups uh, 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 open, which is, you know, probably good for the survival of the republic. Although they did arrest a guy today uh, on kind of some trumped up bullshit. He was some Nazi with $40,000 of a 40,000 telegram followers, which I don't pretty, I don't care about him. But free speech wise, I, I guess maybe it's good to see what uh, the FBI does to dissidents for white people to learn that for once. Um, but also this lady, uh, this this dude was great. Uh, this This guy got arrested uh this a uh, couple of days ago and after january 26th this was an arrest warrant affidavit somebody asked him i'm curious why you went to dc this is on facebook comments anyone could read curious why you went to dc just to show her actual intent to violently overthrow the election legit question remember he already knows that people are being arrested by this point three reasons yeah. to be there when history happens to participate to participate in anarchy to smoke weed in public building in government buildings <laughs> but the real reason was to intimidate congress yeah. So there's your fucking motive, you dickhead. <laughs> Dude, the consistency these people have with just admitting their uh, dumb shittery is impressive at this point. But yeah. So, yeah. like, like you said, Mark, after all the other shits already happened, when people getting arrested, and all, that's already happened. Mm-hmm. And then this guy gets asked by a friend of his on Facebook, "Explain to me why you went there," and him. First of all, him being like, well, you know, A, I wanted to smoke a doobie in Congress because that hits, mm-hmm. which I mean, you know, who among us, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But and then and then being like, and finally, and most importantly, it was to intimidate Congress so they know not to fuck with us anymore. Like that they, they just put it out there, man. They just put it out there for everybody mm-hmm. to see. They don't give a fuck. And they might give a little more of a fuck when they end up in, you know, federal prison, but we'll we'll see Let's, how that uh, goes. 
imagine I hit you in the head with a lead pipe. And I knew I was being investigated for hitting you in the head with a lead pipe. And somebody gets in the Facebook trying to help me out, being like, hey, you were just intending to assault Trey. And I go, nope, nope. I was in, attend, I was attempting murder. Definitely attempting murder. Yes. That's what I was doing. Yeah. yeah. No, the point was to kill him. Like, yeah. And if I didn't kill him, and that's fine, but he knows I can kill him. And that's mm-hmm. what I was trying to do, just yeah. so everyone knows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they said on Facebook. All right. So, uh, somewhat on that note, let's move into CPAC. So, first of all, Mark, is it CPAC or CPOC? So, what, CPAC. CPAC. Yeah. I, I don't know if I got Tupac on the brain. You know what I mean? <laughs> I just want to pronounce it that way. CPOCalypse mm-hmm. now, uh, we had talked about, but I guess we'll go with the, uh, the short A, if that's correct. So, if you missed CPAC over the weekend, uh, good for you. I commend you on that. Uh, but if you want to get a general sense of how it went, uh, you can just watch this clip. Matt, you could play the clip whenever you have it. Our first our first CPAC clip kind of sums it up pretty well, mm-hmm. I feel like. Potato Head, the Muppets. Freedom! She was murdered! <laughs> Look out, Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's the gist of the whole thing. Uh, yeah, you pretty much get it now. If you missed it all and you wonder how it went, that's pretty much how it went. Them just hollering lunatic shit for you know seventy two straight hours, and that was pretty much the whole thing. The the highlight for me, uh, our aforementioned homeboy uh, Roger Stone was there. Also, this doubles it. We talked about MAGA rap last week. Here, here's a quick MAGA rap uh, MAGA rap update. Roger Stone fucking digs it. You can play this uh, clip there. Uh, Matt. Yeah, dude, he's grooving, man. Done. <laughs> dance. Got some moves. <laughs> oh, that's the last video. Well, like Trump 2021, yeah, he's running it back. I just got a call from General Finn. He told me that's fact. Then the rats told him, tell me how you feel about that. Who wants Trump one? Who wants Trump one? Water mark the baddest 45 that chose him one. You know the fans did the sweet. They was knocking at the front door. So, Mark, I want to ask you because I know you're a big, you're a big hip hop guy. Right? Well, first of all, okay, everybody that's only listening, what we're seeing, what you would be seeing here is a uh, fat white bearded rapper rapping about how Trump really won in front of a jacked up, uh, what is that? Is that a Ford? A big jacked up truck. Uh, that is literally painted with the American flag and superimposed on the American flag is a picture of Donald Trump as Rambo. This is all mm-hmm. literal. Donald Trump as Rambo over an American flag jacked up truck. This this guy's rapping in front of it, and he is accompanied by the interpretive dance of Roger Stone, who is dancing to this Trump rap music because that's the that's the reality that we all live in. But what I wanted to ask you, Mark, is do you know who this guy is? Is this Jelly Roll? Drew told me this was Jelly Roll, which is a white trash rapper from way back. Do you know who this is or any other details no. about this? Okay. I didn't see the mention about who he was. I just assumed he was some loser because he's like rapping at <laughs> CPAC. Yes. But I, the lyrics, the lyrics themselves are like uh, um He's talking about rolling up, knocking on the Capitol, and uh, tr- running Trump back in 2021. Which, but there's no presidential elections. So that means reinstalling him by force. And I wonder if Roger Stone uh, knew what they'd be, what the lyrics were before he started dancing to this, knowing he's under investigation by the FBI. Uh, but uh, what, what, whilst- is, what is what's the point of this? Do you think this type of thing, like who is this aimed at, or do they even think about that? And what I mean is like, because look, 
I'm a, we are both white trash Americans. I'm extra. I come from trash stock, y'all. The trashiest trash stock. That's what I come from, and I'm proud, and it's fine. I don't give a shit. Whiskey tango as fuck. But I don't know who is like. What's supposed to happen here? Like fat, dumb, trash kids like me are supposed to see this and be like, oh, they're so fucking cool. Do you know what I mean? Like cooler than black guys who are rapping about act- like actually good rap music and shit. Like, or, or is it not? Am I just, am I thinking too much about it? It's just, that's just what I, they do now. What is this supposed to be, Mark? I don't I think- understand. I think fairly. I think a fairly consistent theme on the show is you try to imagine there's a point to things that don't really have yes. one. Yeah, you're. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. it just I feels good. They're things. just. They're just hitting. They're just hitting. Yeah, man. they're just hitting. <laughs> yeah. You, no, you're right. Yeah. You're right. I know, but still, uh, man. Roger, I mean, like, what do you think the step, the next step to painting your truck up like that is? There's nothing. There's another <laughs> point to it than just to have a truck painted like that. That's it. There's no next level yeah. to it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right, right. You're right. So after 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 that little dance dance number, somebody uh, cornered Roger Stone and asked him, tried to ask him about January sixth, and this is pretty funny on a couple levels. If you got that video, Matt. Go Grizzlies! By the way, <laughs> my man in the Memphis uh, yeah. jersey in the back. we got no sound, Matt. Matt. I don't know if- yeah, we can't hear the can't hear this clip. All right. Anyway, he's saying he's saying he unequivocally denies any uh, any uh, having advanced knowledge of uh, January sixth, and he has he's saying he also has no connection to the Proud Boys. And what's funny about that is he's standing in front of three or four guys who are pretty obviously Proud Boys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like the dude in the job, like they don't the, the, the usually the old uniform for Proud Boys was wearing those orange and black, uh, yellow and black Tom Sperry shirt, uh, Sperry shirts. Yeah, but uh, they 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 got disavowed by them, so they threw tossed them off, and now they just wear uh, typical like uh, flat brim hats, basketball jerseys. I mean, they're not a lot of Trump supporters who would be wearing John Morant jerseys who wouldn't be in the Proud Boys. So I feel pretty comfortable in that. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, uh, he also he also uh, condemns the journalist who asked the question in the middle of that. He's like, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, obviously. Was not prepared for the January he 6th says, attack on the Capitol. And now not, Matt, I don't know what's planned right now, but it's not. U.S. Capitol Police you can cut that out, Matt. told a congressional hearing. Just I think Matt's day. internet's fucked. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, he's, uh, he's in Ohio somewhere. Y'all know how, buddy. Uh, oh, hey, we've got a, I, we got. Breaking, not breaking news, but we, uh, our, one of our field journalists on the, one of our boots on the ground that we have, my sister Paige, you all know who broke the news that Dr. Dre had had an aneurysm on the show has, uh, chimed in to say, and I gotta say, Paige, I know you're still watching to, uh, to my little sister. I, I've heard the opposite of this, but Paige says our investigative reporter, Paige Crowder says, Pretty sure Jelly Roll is liberal and pretty certain that's not Jelly Roll, just saying. So my sister will, she will uh, stomach no sullying of the good name of Jelly Roll while we're playing these clips on here. <laughs> she needs everybody to know that. Uh, yeah. Now, Drew, friend of the show, Drew Morgan is the one who told me that was Jelly Roll. I'm not saying it is, but that's what I heard. But we, we trust you, Paige. Thank you for your, thank you for your input. I mean, it's not like Drew to be loud and confidently wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he would never. 
Drew Logan I don't would can never. Uh, uh, my personal favorite headline to come out of CPAC, uh, uh, keeping us rolling, is a, a quiz from Raw story. Donald Trump Jr. is the CPAC warm-up act for a speaker from a cult that believes its leader is a reincarnated alien, uh, yes. which is a real that thing that chestnut. happened. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Saw a comment said Jelly Roll is vindicated. Yes, sir. So this 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 cult is run by a man who claims to be the incarnation of multiple gods while pretending to channel the psychic spirits of anyone from Quetzalcoatl, I don't know how to pronounce that, to Bashar al-Assad, to Natalie Portman. So this is a fucking, it runs a hell of a gamut. Uh, a hell of a gamut. Uh, the guy who's speaking, his name is Jay Hiroki Aiba. I'm probably fucking yeah. that up. but Yes, um, yeah. this is a, ja- a Japanese guy who has spoken at multiple CPAC conventions and spoke this 12. year. Yeah, 12. 12 straight Twelve CPACs of, of me. A Japanese guy who... As Mark said, I don't know. I don't know if y'all caught that or not, but uh, he leads a cult that believes that he is a reincarnated alien from Venus. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, a Venusian god named El Cantar, who created life on Earth, he also is a reincarnation of the Buddha. Just so mm-hmm. y'all know. Um, he has the power to channel the spirits of any person living or dead because he had a great awakening in the year 1981 and then founded the happy science religion, uh, in Japan. And that's what he's doing here. Talking to these people. Why does that make sense? I barely understand it. It's because he doesn't like China. I think is all. Yeah. But this man literally convenes with spirits of the dead, but also is, has the power to uh, I'm not I'm not making any this is all actual real shit that this dude says he also can channel Donald Trump's spirit uh on on command and has done mm-hmm. so multiple times this was like a headliner at CPAC this guy well this is uh the guy that spoke at CPAC runs the military political faction of this cult the guy in the video is the cult leader but yeah okay well thank yes yeah. so but anyway it's worth how that would happen yeah. <laughs> Watch this. This is him got, channeling. This is him uh, in Japan channeling uh, Donald Trump's spirit. If we don't have sound, I'm going to be depressed. We still can't hear great. it, Matt. Yeah. So well, I, is- there's no way for me to express to y'all. There we go. Here we go. Other other politicians in the U.S. are always afraid of you know criticism. Press. Oh, really? But why you can be so tough? Criticism uh, is uh, um, New York cheesecake. <laughs> For me, every so okay, the rest- I, I'm sorry. That's like I feel racist for laughing at that. But for everybody that's just listening, you heard that. That was his uh, Donald Trump. He was channeling Donald Trump spirit there, which you know I gotta say sounds just like him, uh, but. Yeah, was a, I don't know if you uh, how far you played, it, but what the guy was saying was the the guy the the the, the fake reporter and playing this doing this sketch with him uh, while he was channeling the spirit of Donald Trump. I guess it's not a sketch because he's not trying to be funny. He really is trying to channel the spirit of Donald Trump. Uh, but he uh, he they asked him why he could handle the press while somebody other so many politicians are tough enough, and he says it's just like New York cheesecake. My metabolism can handle it while it makes other people fat. <laughs> So, yeah. And he says that in the character, when he says that he's in character as 
Donald yeah. Trump's spirit, right? Mm-hmm. Which I can understand how you'd be confused by this because it's like, okay, he's channeling the ghost of Donald Trump, but Donald Trump is alive. Mm-hmm. You know how it goes. But but yeah, he says that in character as Donald Trump's spirit, right? I can't yeah. get fat from cheesecake. Yeah. Because we all know Donald Trump, not known for being <laughs> fat or, uh, you know, not yeah. being in shape. What is that? I could kind of forgive an organization for uh, booking a dude like this, I guess, once. But this was year number 12, right? This, 12 times they bring this guy back to say the same shit. And I mean, I guess I get, I get from their perspective, he's there to shit on China and show that other countries, uh, support their ideology or whatever but he literally claims to be a venusian god reincarnated who channels the spirits of others both living and dead this man beguiles the uh disincarnate mark i made most of those words up but what is happening here what no it's a what is this it's a very it's a very natural fit for how stupid things have gotten. Like one, like what w- what this political party believes, they want like want Jap- Japanese to be able to build up its own military to fight off China and Korea. They uh they think that they like schools. They think that like uh, the stuff, the, the atrocities that uh, Japan has been accused of historically, like the South Korean comfort women and all that shit, like all the all the all the rape and pillaging they did during World War Two. They think that's fake news. And they don't want it taught in history books. So you can see how they could be natural allies like Trump, who hates the hates the 1619 Commission, and like British Tories who don't like to be reminded they stole everything that's in their fucking museums, right? So it, it makes sense that like literally this dude, this dude's really good friends with Steve Bannon. It's a natural partnership. Plus, they he pays he pays to speak at CPAC, so it's like a money grift. So it all it all it all fits together really really great. So these 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 are the international coalitions of like 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 this guy supported Brexit. Which why would a Japanese dude give a shit about Brexit? Except of course, right wing nationalists are international. Okay, so, so uh, our journalist Paige has chimed back in. She's done some more digging. She's done some more investigating and and gotten to the bottom of the previous clip here. She says, uh, "Don't do jelly that way." That guy's name is Forgiato Blow, and I'm probably mispronouncing it, but yes. You do not sully the good name of Jelly Roll in front of my little sister. Let it be known, everyone. But yes, um, that's not Jelly Roll. And I and I, I genuinely I do apologize, Mr. Roll. I apologize for that. This is a completely different guy. To uh put a button, uh, glad we cleared that up. Uh to, yes. to put a button on the, uh, the, the the happy science cult, uh before we move on to Trump's keynote speech, uh, I really don't care if we slander MAGA rappers or Jelly Roll or whoever. I just can't. I can't give a shit. Uh, the the group sold. So the, the 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 Happy Science Cult had a had a had a, uh, a worship center in New York, and they were selling spiritual vaccines that claimed to cure and prevent COVID. Uh, they were selling those for one hundred to four hundred dollars, and they refused to abide by social distancing rules, so they had to close their center. But then they did sell them social distancing. You could get on Zoom and they would take 400 bucks for you to cure COVID over Zoom. So this is a really up and up fucking organization. Uh, but now let's talk about the big boy, baby. Yes, of course. The yeah. headliner, obviously, the headliner of CPAC was none other than Donald Trump, who, you know, kept saying the same shit he's been saying for a while, which is kind of his thing. But he, uh, Doubled down on the indignation at having the election stolen from him and also very heavily implied that he might be back. 
Um, and this was a huge hit, Mark. Lead, mm-hmm. lead us into this, please. <laughs> yeah. So he just did the he did the big lie again. And got a but here who go. knows? Here we go. Who knows? I may even decide to beat them for a third time. Okay. Look out, everybody. I don't want to. I don't want to just like discount Trump or just shrug him off because of you know as we've said before I'm superstitious apparently I don't I don't identify as superstitious but apparently I am I don't want to jinx nothing Mark which I guess mm-hmm. that's clearly a superstitious Joe thing but yeah I don't want to jinx nothing but uh, how what he's seventy four or seventy five right and we're talking yeah. for like at what point. He's seventy. He's in his mid seventies. He doesn't believe in cheese, or he does. I'm gonna say doesn't believe in cheeseburgers. He doesn't believe in exercise. He believes heavily in cheeseburgers. Like, mm-hmm. at what point does the universe just take care of this? Like, how scared should we be? It's frightening listening to that to him listening to him say that because you know that he has the capacity to do so, but I don't know, I don't- man. Surely we're gonna be okay, right? Like. Yeah, he can't. I mean, Make he me can't win. Better, Mark, <laughs> he can't. He can't win again. He can cause a bunch of terrorist attacks when he loses. So that's the really. The oh figure. well, there you go. Yes, that yeah. is the Mark Ag version of uh, encouragement. Everybody making you feel. Yeah, that's how, yeah. that's how Mark makes you feel better. It's like no, he can't. Don't worry about it. He can't win again. I mean, he could kill a whole bunch of innocent people in the process of losing, but he cannot win again. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, the it's just there is no there is no point at which truth just becomes the truth to these people right do you know what i mean like every we've had months now months and months of multiple stories and multiple you know layers of facts coming out illustrating that the election Mm -hmm. of course was not stolen it wasn't fraudulent Mm -hmm. that's been proven at this point time and time again but it doesn't matter he says it they cheer yeah they stole it there's literally nothing we can do, right? Or ever will be able to do to, to combat if, that. If you want to know like why he, he probably can't win, but he will be able to jump terrorist attacks, it's like this is like 15% of America if you want to queue up that trust clip, Matt. Uh, like these people, <laughs> this, this, this one, these people went to Florida to say this to. Yeah, listen to this lady. I'm getting a sound, Matt. <clears throat> Yeah. Oh, anyway, this lady, which is outside CPAC, um, what she was saying was he was like asked her to, if she understands the election wasn't stolen, and she says she doesn't trust anybody but Trump. She only lets trust Trump and Trump followers, and she won't listen to anybody else. So the, the guy names off. He's yeah. like, you don't, you don't trust the courts. You don't trust you know officials, the, the administrator, mm-hmm. anything. You know, and every time, no, no, no. And he says, well, who do you trust? I trust Donald Trump and his supporters, and that's it. Yeah, and yeah, that, what do you do? But there's nothing you can do about that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, and like, I don't know if we should bother trying to uh, show more video clips because we're having some. Yeah, we're uh, having, uh, as yeah. Is, you know, as so, is custom here at the Skews having some uh, technical <laughs> difficulties, which we apologize for, uh, but. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. go ahead. So what is the describe? So anyway, so they did a, a, the CPAC like straw poll, and it's some pretty interesting results because like they they polled the audience um, and asked them 
they asked them who they would re- want to see vote for pre- vote for for president, and sixty five percent of them, sixty eight percent of them said they wanted Trump to run again, but he only won fifty five percent of the vote. So thirteen percent, at least thirteen percent of people want him to run again, but don't want to vote for him, <laughs> which is really funny to me. They just don't want to hurt his feelings, I guess. Um, yeah, but is it? But okay, was that survey of of CPAC people? Like, yeah, what's the people, at the, it's people there? Right. It's a wild, people honestly, it's wild to me that it's only sixty something percent because yeah, of where they're good. pulling it from. Like, yeah, it's, it's I'm not honestly good news surprised for him. by that. Yeah, yeah, he he, had, he did have a ninety percent, ninety seven percent approval rating for people that were there, but these are people that went to Florida for CPAC. <laughs> you know, right? So yeah, it's, see, it's, that's what I'm saying. Like that, that's what I expect. You say yeah. yes, people, people that made it a point to travel to Florida for CPAC. 97% of them support Donald Trump. You tell me that, and I'm like, yeah, that sounds right. That checks out. But then you tell yeah. me that a survey of that same group of people, 60-something percent of them uh, support him running again or whatever. I I don't know. I don't know if I'm trying to find silver linings or what, but I'm almost encouraged by that because that, that feels low to me. I feel like yeah. I would have expected them all to say, Yes, please. Can we have another? You know, the fact yeah. that it's rough on, only roughly two thirds. I kind of feel good about that because <laughs> that's no, yeah, it was the country they, right now. <laughs> they presented. I mean, two thirds said he should run again, but again, only fifty five percent wanted to vote for him. I think the next two, you think Ron DeSantis got twenty one percent, and then the rest of it was like one percent Don Junior, one percent Tucker Carlson, one percent Christy Nome. I think maybe she got three percent. She's the governor of South Dakota. Um, one percent. I mean, one percent. Ted, Ted Cruz flew there and kissed their asses and only got one percent. So that's fucking hilarious. Uh, yes, there's also that's some- right. Yes, we should also mention we showed in the uh, the montage up top Ted Cruz screaming the word freedom. But yes, so he uh, he basically had a little a brief layover in his home state, uh, between going to Cancun and going to Florida. Ted Cruz's first words of his speech at CPAC were Orlando's great. It's no Cancun, but it's great. So, you know, yep. he's leaning into it. People are dying in Texas. Things are not fixed still. And yeah. he's flying down there and making fun of the situation. So, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, par for the course for him. Gene Vale talking about Trump, I think, says he's he makes money. He's making money every time he says this crap. Yeah. Um that's yeah. that's always the goal. Um yes. yeah. So as we as we turn into the comments, Trey, did you keep up with the uh, uh, Dr. Seuss gate? stuff today <laughs> no actually no i did not so please explain it to me so i tried to piece together what was happening because like on the floor of the house today uh while they're debating um hr1 which is the new voting rights act um the uh, uh kevin mccarthy has talked about how uh voting should be handled at the state level and also democrats are trying to keep us uh, make it illegal to say speak our minds by the way they just outlawed dr seuss and then uh, apparently some email went out to everybody in uh, dipshit America today that Dr. Seuss is going to be the thing we're going to talk about because I, I tried to piece together what happened. Doc, the company that owns Dr. Seuss's bu- uh, books decided they were going to stop publishing six books. Uh, these books are, uh, and to think I saw it on Mulberry Street, If I Ran the Zoo, McElliott's Pool, On Beyond Zebra, Scrambled Eggs Super, and Ca- and The Cat's Quizzer. Now, to, you know what those books have in common, Trey? I've never fucking heard of any of them. <laughs> I've never yeah. heard of any of them. They're right. not the Dr. Seuss books that we all know and love, like Lorax and uh, The Places You Will Go and Cat yeah. in a Hat and One Fish, yeah. Two Fish. 
All right. And the reason the reason their reasons were and to think that I saw Mulberry straight like this is an example. An Asian person is portrayed wearing a conical hat, holding chopsticks and eating from a bowl. Right. And if I, and I so read they're not if publishing I, that book anymore. Right. Yeah. So th- I, this is what we were talking about with Disney last week. Or you literally, there literally is no correct play here for these people, yeah. because if instead of pulling them from public, you know, ceasing to publish them and put them out in the circulation, if instead of doing that, they kept publishing them, but put some disclaimer at the front that's like, listen, this was written in 1952 or whatever. That that they would be bitching about that on Fox News today. You know what I mean? Like they were all over Disney for putting a disclaimer on there. But there's nothing you can do that won't piss them off other than just be like, hey, you remember how hard it hit when we were racist? Check it out. You're going to love it. Like just like what well, what are you supposed to do if you're these people? They, they could have quietly stopped publishing these books and no one would have known because I've never heard again. I've never heard of these books. So like no right. one. I don't know anyone who's read them. They could have stopped publishing them because there's no money in it, probably. And that's why they did it. The only reason they put out they put out a press release because it was, it's Dr. Seuss's birthday today. So as part of his birthday uh, celebration, they, they 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 put in the press release we're gonna stop publishing these books. So they thought it was offensive to his legacy. Now doc, we'll get around to Dr. Swither, Dr. Dr. Seuss was actually a racist in a second. But the uh, uh can't wait the, for that. What's real quick, Aaron McCullough says basically the GOP's claiming that Democrats are trying to cancel Dr. Seuss. This is super weird. So uh go ahead, Mark. Are we trying to cancel Dr. Seuss? Keep going. <laughs> yeah, because there's, there, basically this company decided there wasn't there wasn't worth the money to publish these shitty books no one was buying because if I ran the zoo includes a drawing of two barefooted African men wearing what appear to be grass skirts with their hair tied above their heads, right? So they still want to publish that book anymore for their own personal reasons. It doesn't matter why they don't want to do it. They're a private company. Anyway, but when you filter that through the bad faith disinformation machine, what it comes out is this this actual push alert from Fox News that came to, came to everybody's phones, quote, the White House just dodged a question about why President Biden canceled Dr. Seuss. Yeah. Uh, they didn't run it yeah. past Biden. It's not his fucking call. <laughs> right. Well, that's the thing. We're trying to cancel everything, Mark, here on the left. That's what we do. We're canceling everything. So any beloved figure they can prop up and be like, guess who the left's coming for now? Mickey Mouse. You know, and it's like, yeah, yeah sure. Walt Disney was a anti-Semite or whatever. Uh, we all know that. I still which is probably why they don't want to find. <laughs> which is probably don't want to pay someone who makes anti-Semitic Twitter posts because they don't want people connecting it to their history. Right? They're trying to move on from it. It's not profitable to them. So, right. Uh, anyway, in case you're wondering, yes, people have tried to doctor, cancel Dr. Seuss before, and it's for being a flaming liberal because he wrote an anti-war book for kids in 1984 called. Uh, the butter battle book that they all did a bunch of school districts tried to rip all Dr. Seuss's books is out of, out of, out of, out of uh, school libraries because he made a book called the, uh, called the, but- the, the, the butter battle book about these two groups called the Ukes and the Zooks who, uh, who butter their bread on opposite sides of the, uh, uh, put their butter on opposite sides of the bread and therefore decide they need to kill each other. And they get in a big arms race. And you can imagine why this would be controversial in 1984 at the height of the Reagan, uh, Reagan administration. Right. So anyway, uh, they don't believe anything they said. As far as Dr. Seuss's actual life and works, he's a mixed bag like anybody else. He drew some pretty... Of course. Yeah, from that era. Yeah. Like, of course that's how it's going to be. Uh, mm-hmm. DC Trevitt says, it's not cancel culture, it's the free market. Because like you said, it's all these books that they're pulling. They're No one gave a shit about those books. So it's like, you got to weigh the, you know, the potential PR hit of putting mm-hmm. out these regrettable 
Dr. Seuss books versus the amount of money you're going to make from selling them. And it's an easy equation because all of the ones we named, no one gives a shit. So why wouldn't you pull them? It's not worth, it's not worth the trouble that you put yourself through, you know, yeah. to keep them out there. And yes, that's very, very, very capitalist. If they, if it, if, if, all the places you will go had some horrifically racist shit buried in it somewhere that had always been there, but only now do we care about it. I promise you they would still keep printing it. Yes. Like they, they would come up with a disclaimer or something, but they would absolutely keep printing it because you know, it's a moneymaker. So yeah, you can capitalism get, you at can, its finest. You can get mine comp on Amazon because it makes money. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, yeah. Exactly. And like for the record, I'm fine with that because like whatever. What, what, fuck burning book. It's like Disney and Song of the South or whatever. I know it's regrettable. You don't have to like celebrate it, but mm-hmm. just you know, fuck it. Leave it out there, man. Like it, it is what it is. It was what it was. It's unfortunate, but and that's why when Disney. Again, we talked about this on a previous episode, but when Disney opted instead to put a disclaimer in the front, it's like, look, the cartoon you're about to see is a product of the time it was made in. I'm into that. That's what I think they should do, because it feels disingenuous to me to just like get rid of them and try to act like they never existed to instead be like, listen, we said some fucked up shit back in the day, right? but we don't believe that anymore. But we're not going to sit here and lie to you and act like we didn't say it. So this is what it is. I don't know what else you're supposed to do. And I'm saying I'm as liberal as they come. And that's not that ain't canceling anything. In fact, it's the opposite. You know what I mean? I'm arguing for the opposite. Like what? That's fine. We all have racist grandparents, Mark. You know what I mean? Pretty much all of us. We know shit back in the day was rough. It was rough out here in these streets. Uh, Jasmine Parker says, maybe they're so pissed about Dr. Seuss getting canceled because they're the most advanced books they can read. Boom. Boom. <laughs> Nailed it. I like that. Solid. Dunk on them, Jasmine. That's right. No, yeah. I like it. I mean, as, as far as who Dr. Seuss actually was in actual politics, he was extremely anti-fascist during World War II. Now, yes. He, he drew a bunch of political cartoons, uh, basically calling the uh, Charles Lindbergh Republican right uh nazi water carriers which they were he had like this famous political cartoon that showed like america first with fascist like as kangaroos with a fascist riding a pouch and inside its pouch were nazis inside that pouch were like uh uh, you know concentration camps and shit um and uh uh but also that came through with some pretty horrifically uh racist japanese cartoons and he really did support internment of japanese americans so that's not great but again like this stuff Fucking history's messy. He also was like pretty mean yes. to his wife. And uh, one of the things that really, really hit for uh, me about Dr. Seuss was he fucking hated kids. He just like writing books for him. So that's <laughs> that's amazing. He did, people always ask him why he never had kids. It's like having kids. That's a y'all thing. I don't want to be around him. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's like I just don't like. We, again, we all know the deal. What the deal was back the back then. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. People were right. The only people who were allowed to do anything in the world were white people and white people back then were racist. Like we all know there's no point in trying to act like that isn't what happened or trying to cover it up or whatnot. But I think it is appropriate to address it and be like, 
yeah, that wasn't cool. And <laughs> we're not going to do that anymore. And to me, that's all you need to do. Uh, Larissa Berg says the GOP forgets they canceled the Dixie Chicks and derailed female progress in country music for the last two decades. You goddamn right, Larissa. That's 100% true. Yes, mm -hmm. all this cancel culture bullshit they're talking about now, ask the Dixie Chicks about it and how that went down when they uh, talk shit about George W. Bush as country music icons in the early 2000s. Completely derailed their career. And you're right. Uh, um, I remember the only time I listened to country music was because of my mama when I was a kid and I grew up in the 90s. But I, female country artists were very, very prevalent in the 90s. They were all over the place. They had a huge presence. And now, how many are there? I mean, I don't listen to country radio and I have no desire to. But I literally, I actually couldn't name you a single one. I know Casey Musgrave, she, she crossed over. But I don't know any other ones. And what is the explanation for that? You know, uh, they cancel people every goddamn day, but we're the problem somehow. I don't know. I really like what Larissa's saying, even though I've uh, sat here and butchered it with this rambling diatribe in response to it. But yes, you are right, Larissa. You're 100% right. Mark, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't, I mean, I remember the Dixie Chicks thing happened. I don't follow uh, pop country radio enough to, I mean, I guess you could say, uh, what's the name of the girl that Tony Romo dated that sings the uh, Sunday night NFL song? Carrie, uh, um, uh, Carrie Underwood. Here. Yeah. But the thing about that is like Carrie Underwood, man, she, I mean, at this point, Carrie Underwood dates back over 10 years, you know? Yeah. Like Carrie Underwood's been around for a long time. So mm -hmm. in terms of, present day country radio or whatever, you know, they don't, you, you'll sooner find a sentient confectionery marshmallow on the country charts than you will you a, 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 a lady. A Friends of the Daily Dumbass segment, Lady Antebellum. How about them? Ah, yes, yes, absolutely. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know. And, uh, you know, and it's like uh, the thing with Morgan Wallen recently or White however you say his name. Y'all know that guy, the guy that screamed the N word and got caught doing it. And his uh, album sales went up 400% <laughs> overnight. And it's like, uh, I don't know. It's like, it's like popular countries become this, like, uh, I don't know. Like it's where you plant your flag culturally. If you're on that side of things, you know, and I don't want to speak for everybody, but I, for one, am completely okay. Y'all can have that shit, as far as I'm concerned. You can have all that. Like, yeah, we, yeah all like, we, you know, as long as we still can keep fucking the Jason Isbels and Sturgill Simpsons and uh, Tyler Childers and Sarah Shooks and all them of the world, uh, then y'all can have all that shit, and that's fine with me. I really don't give a fuck. Uh, but, yeah, you know, most... Country artists who hit, if you have good taste, are liberal as shit. So, um, yeah, I mean, like, I mean, assholes. <laughs> how this filters into the marketplace is like, 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 so Wallen sales went up 400%. I don't think people were like, I, he said the N word, so I got to support him. I think it's more that he just reminded people that his album came out. But I don't know, man. I don't know. I think, I think it was like the, the, uh, the Chick fil A thing. Back whenever that was, 2012 or whenever that happened, it was like when people were lining up around the block to support Jesus by eating a chicken sandwich or whatever. Uh, I think, it, I mean, 
I do think that's what happened. Like he yeah. said the N word, people got mad and they were like, you ain't allowed to get mad at us for saying the N word and I'll prove it by buying this shitty country album. You don't think yeah. that's what happened? You think I mean, people I, just, you think people just didn't, they liked Morgan Wallen, but they forgot they hadn't occurred no. to them that he had an album out. And then they heard somewhere in the distance, they heard the N word being carried over the wind and they heard it they're like, Oh shit, Morgan Wallen, his album's out. I need to check that I, out. <laughs> I think no publicity is bad publicity, and he was in the news way more than he would have been otherwise. So it it made people I, yeah. remind people. I liked his last album. I should yes. go get this one. I mean, yeah, but, that's but, objectively true. Yeah, it's so. But, it's, but that's still funny though, Mark. To hear like, yeah. imagine being a person. You hear a story. You're like, a story pops up. It's like, no, the country music, country music artist caught on camera saying the n word, seeing that man like, oh yeah, I love that guy. I forgot Look, about not, him. That guy I, is great. <laughs> I don't want my take to be take, take as a defense or being charitable to people who did that because objectively, if you should, you should be like, oh, well, maybe I shouldn't support this guy as opposed to I'm reminded to support this guy based on the news story I'm not going to pay attention to. But like, yeah. but how this filters into the marketplace compared it to like what well, Jason Aldean, 57 people got murdered at one of his concerts and he said, yeah, maybe we should do something about guns, guys. And his fucking when his career went to the floor for a little while. So. Yeah, Eric, Eric Church had that Rolling Stone interview where he said a bunch of liberal shit and they all got mad. But I mean, I think Eric Church is still okay. I don't know if he yep. was a band of women artist, pro probably not. <laughs> That's what happened to the Dixie Chicks. But yeah, I mean, um, look, this is a this is a politics live stream, so we're we follow this stuff more closely than anybody. But I think for like eighty percent of people, don't pay attention to any of this shit and they just listen to what they want to listen to, as long as the artist doesn't fucking annoy them with their shit. You know? Yeah. All right. Uh, so that's more than enough for us for this evening. Thank you for joining us. As a reminder, we will not be here Thursday. We will be back one week from tonight. This is weekly skews now. Every Tuesday at 5 Pacific, 8 Eastern, we will be here covering all the latest political insanity. Okay. So we hope you, uh, we hope you come back a week from now and join us on weekly skews. I'm trying. That's Mark. Have a Thank good week. Yeah. Love you. See you. Bye.